All right, so to come, top of the hour, we will have off the record, on the record with the managing partner, Joe Campolo. First, though, uh, Dr. Dean Finelli is an expert on pharmaceutical and chemical-related technologies and uh, a partner, by the way, in the Intellectual Property Department of Safe Offshore, the uh, Washington, uh, D.C. office. He is an IP expert in... uh, in addition to all the pharmaceutical stuff, we'll get into that. And we welcome uh, Dr. Finelli back to the airwaves. Doc, always great to have you back. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me, Jay. You know, before we get into the IP stuff, uh, apropos that uh, we actually have some breaking news. Uh, and, of course, with you on, you could certainly comment as best as anyone, uh, Dr. Finelli, and the fact that Moderna... Uh, is uh, launching the coronavirus vaccine. I think it's a phase three trial right now. Uh, And that's going to happen today. I guess they are enrolling a whole bunch of participants, about 30,000 or so. Uh, No guarantees, no guarantees here, but at least encouraging news into the next level of play there. What do you think? Uh, Absolutely encouraging news. Phase three is that last phase of clinical trials, as you mentioned. Uh, it's a big trial, 30,000 participants, and this is the phase, and this is the group of individuals where we'll really be able to see whether these vaccine candidates generate these therapeutic antibodies and these other uh, immune cells that uh, would help to protect against the coronavirus. So absolutely great news, encouraging news, but still a lot of work to be done. You know what I was reading? Maybe you could confirm this. Uh, volunteers... For these trials, they don't actually know if they're getting the real shot or a so-called dummy version. Is that true? Yeah, that's absolutely true. One of the critical components of the Phase 3 trial uh, is doing these randomized, blinded trials where certain participants get the actual live candidate and certain participants get the placebo just so you can make sure that the candidates that are actually receiving the true vaccine, uh, there is a clinically efficacious effect, and it's not just uh, what we call placebo effect. So that's absolutely right. That is unbelievable. So, uh, you know, listen, it's all part of Operation Warp Speed and the race to the finish line. So, again, very encouraging stuff. Let's uh, let's get into some of the other stuff regarding uh, the U.S. Uh, ordering China to close its consulate happening, happening last week in Houston. And uh, exacerbating, uh, Dr. Finelli, the existing tensions between the countries over trade and, of course, the pandemic. Basically, you heard the Secretary of State last week, Mike Pompeo in Denmark, said the decision was taken because China was stealing intellectual property. And the beat goes on here. The tensions ratcheting up. Seems like every week we go a little bit higher here. What do you think? What's the latest? Yeah, certainly when you think about IP and you think about theft, most people think about tangible assets like money or a car. But in fact, intellectual property, which is patents, trademarks, and most importantly in this case are trade secrets and other proprietary information that's not in the public domain, this sometimes the, the most valuable assets of a company. And, you know, whenever it's stolen, uh, these creations of the minds that are going on that form the basis of next-generation technologies, uh, once they're in the public domain, uh, generally they could be lost. So it's certainly a big deal, and this is not a a new happening. I think you hit it on the head. This certainly 
Uh, this is an existing problem that's been going on. But, you know, closing the consulate is a big deal. So there's a lot more behind the scenes than just intellectual property here. You know, when you put everything together, you got disputes all over the place, trade, human rights, Hong Kong, the China assertiveness in the South China Sea, Dr. Finelli, it just keeps going on and on and on here. Really no surprises. You know, China closed one in in Chengbu last week. So in essence, you know, it's almost like what you're seeing here is a chess match. Uh, that's what's happening right now. Who's making the next move? Uh, and what move will that translate into as far as a world piece of news? That's what you have going on back in the old days. The world-class chess match going on here between China and the U.S. Yeah, certainly uh, a lot of this has to do with the upcoming election. So uh, hopefully this is just the next moves will be discussions. It's always obviously better uh, when the countries are talking to each other as opposed to closing consulates. But uh, in this case, you know, I suspect after the election, a lot of this will clear up no matter who wins. Uh, but certainly, you know, the, the way things have been going over the last few months is, is exactly like you said. It's this strategic geopolitical chess match that's going on. So I think, you know, in my opinion, the next steps would probably be that these two countries, we just sit down with China and start talking as opposed to these escalating moves. To get to the tables, uh, and it's going to have to be lengthy without question. I was reading uh, with the FBI director, Chris Ray. Uh, well, he's alleged that China is using any means necessary to steal this uh, technology. Every industry sector at bay here, theft of trade secrets, costing a lot of the companies, which a lot of people don't know about uh, in this country, anywhere from 300 to 600 billion dollars a year in addition you're talking about tens of thousands of jobs here that is another piece of this puzzle that kind of goes under the radar somewhat yeah you're absolutely right the ip intellectual property is to most people this esoteric thing that you know we don't know about but the reason it's such a big deal is uh if you think about it the national institutes of health is has $50 $50 billion appropriated to it approximately each year by Congress. And the, the majority of this money is distributed to research universities to develop next-generation medicines, materials. And if this information is stolen, then, uh, and particularly if we look at the current situation where it was alleged at the University of Texas and MD Anderson Cancer Center, these are two, you know, the MD Anderson is one of the top cancer centers in the country. University of Texas is one of the top research universities. If money is appropriated to the, the one of these universities and it's stolen, that's directly taking taxpayer money because this money comes from the government, which is taxpayer money. So it's directly coming from us. No question about it. Dr. Team Finelli with us. Doc, another piece of news from last week, and again, with all that's going on, didn't get a lot of notoriety, was the President of the United States, you know, making a statement regarding uh, these uh, pharmaceuticals and the companies and everything else about lowering the prices, drug prices. We know that has that has been at the uh, top of the charts in year in recent years. What about the comment from the President regarding this last week? Yeah, so last week, this is really good news. I mean, as you know, we all know pharmaceutical prices in the U.S. are just through the roof. Uh, so the president signed four executive orders, um, basically 
demanding pharmaceutical companies to lower costs of drugs. Now, this was definitely an important campaign issue uh, four years ago. We're seeing rise again, but even taking that out of the picture, you know, a lot of seniors have choices to take. Do they buy medicines? Do they pay for food? Do they skip dosages? So the cost of uh, reducing the cost of pharmaceutical drugs is, is a critical issue in the U.S. But one of the more notable of the provisions was this new requirement now prohibiting drug companies from charging Medicare more than what they charge other nations uh, for the same drugs. And I thought that was a key one right there. Nobody really caught up on that. Yeah, the text, the last time I looked, the text of the executive orders wasn't out, but the that's certainly a really critical detail, and we'll have to see how that plays out, because certainly, um, you know, U.S., it's been said and shown that U.S. consumers tend to subsidize other countries. We pay the lion's share here. Meanwhile, other developing countries don't pay as much. You, you know, you want to see that, you know, in the, the, the realm of, you know, helping these developing countries. But at the same time, you also have to make sure that, um, you know, we're not forcing our citizens to give up, you know, taking drugs themselves. So this is, uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, I think you're right to bring it up. That's a critical issue. And that's an issue that uh, I'm myself interested to see how that plays out, because we're going to have to really see uh, how the pharmaceutical companies push back on this. It's really interesting because really nobody has taken on big pharma before like this. You know, you're. I'm looking at insulin. Uh, I'm looking at uh, expensive insulin. Dr. Finelli went from big dollars to virtual pennies. Even the EpiPens went from their incredibly hijacked up prices to lower than their original uh, giveaway bargains. Those are two biggies right there. Uh, very interesting to see what else transpires here. But a huge piece of news from last week. Absolutely. I mean, and the, you know, most of the times, you know, markets dictate prices, but, you know, for a lot of these cases, you know, the pharmaceutical companies can just set prices at will. And we're seeing that a lot of the escalation in drug prices don't coordinate with market demand and don't correspond to, you know, new developments in research. They're just basically increasing costs. No question. We will uh, keep an eye on both ends of the spectrum there. I know you will as well, Dr. Dean Finelli, certainly an expert uh, beyond expert uh, as far as the pharmaceutical industry is concerned, also uh, chemical-related uh, technologies and uh, continuing uh, to do the great job he does. Uh, in the Intellectual Property Department of Safe Farth Shore, the uh, Washington, D.C. office. Look forward to the next time, Doc. Thanks again. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jay.